you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hello, this is your host, Susan Rosen. Today, we're going to talk about walking as the easiest way to get your daily exercise during this COVID-19 pandemic that we're all living through. Exercise has not become any less important since COVID-19 started earlier this year. In fact, it's probably even more important because we can't go to our gyms, our exercise classes, go out to see our friends and family, and or get out of the house much and into the fresh air like we used to. There are so many health advantages that we all can get from walking or running or a combination of the two. It can help us to keep fit both physically and mentally and emotionally. A lot of us are sitting a lot more than usual as well because we're stuck at home. That means we're spending more time looking at our computers and our televisions or our widescreens or hopefully maybe catching up on our reading. I know I had lots of high hopes on that. We visit with friends, attend meetings, or take courses via Zoom or Google or some other online meeting software. And at that point, we're mostly sitting down, although sometimes I try and do it standing up, but mostly it's sitting in a chair. Getting up and down from a chair or couch is not exercise. And sitting for long periods of time can be detrimental to your heart, blood vessels, and your metabolic system. I always have a problem with pronouncing that word. Not to mention that we all tend to eat more and not necessarily as healthfully as we used to. So we're eating more calories and not burning as many calories which makes for tighter shorts and pants and shirts and sweaters and, and, and. Following on from that, let's take a look at some of the many benefits we can get from a regular walking, running, or combination of the two routine. I'm going to start with the one that wasn't new to me, but I didn't know it had actually been the subject of a study. In 2014, the Journal of Experimental Psychology published four studies of students that found a boost in creative thinking during and after walking, especially when they were walking outdoors. All of that does make a lot of sense to me, as I have found that I come up with some of my best ideas while I'm out walking, and everyone else I've mentioned it to has said that they have also had the same experience. It somehow gets our minds off of small thinking and into expanded thinking. Maybe it's all that blood going through our brains. An associated benefit to creative thinking is that walking improves your mood by modifying your nervous system to the point that you experience a decrease in anger and hostility. Isn't that interesting? During the winter, being out in the sun will also help with depression and mood swings, 
and seasonal affective disorder, which if you want to go back in the archives, you can see that, um, I don't know, maybe it was not quite a year ago, probably a little less than that, that I did a podcast all about that. An associated benefit to creative thinking is that walking also helps you to get your blood moving, which again is good for all of your muscles and for your brain, which is what we're all really excited about keeping these days is a good brain and good brain power and a healthy brain. Okay, daily walking helps to control your blood sugar in overweight or obese people, according to a study in Thailand. They also had lower blood pressure and they lost inches around their waist, which is not a real surprise. Related to that are findings that sitting for long periods decreases overall blood flow and it could increase cardiovascular risks. That means heart issues, heart disease, or heart attacks. I had better rethink spending so much time sitting when I'm on my computer and maybe I will start standing while I am doing that. I used to do that. A 2018 study in the Journal of the American College of Cardiology analyzed information from the Women's Health Initiative, which comprised of 90,000 postmenopausal women and found that walking an average of 40 minutes or longer, only two or three times a week, was associated with a much reduced risk of developing heart failure, though I couldn't find out by how much. Another study found that brisk walking and or running can reduce your risk of developing heart disease, diabetes, high cholesterol, and high blood pressure. The risk reduction got bigger the farther people went and the more calories they burned, which of course makes sense, at least to me. Studies have also found a reduction in chronic low back pain and improved knee osteoarthritis from moderate exercise for at least one hour a week, which really isn't much, I would say. Both of these studies showed the results for walking as well as other types of regular exercise and specific exercises for their particular issues. Walking and other weight-bearing exercise can also help, or it does help, lubricate and strengthen the muscles that support your joints, which is one of the reasons that it helped with the back pain and the knee osteoarthritis. And again, that all of that is so very important while we spend so much time being sedentary right now. This benefit that I'm going to talk about now is really interesting. The venous system, and that's not V-E-N-U-S, it's V-E-N-O-U-S, which is part of the circulatory system, that's the circulatory system of your whole body, that transports blood back up to our hearts. So the venous system, that's a part of that circulatory system and pushes the blood back up to our hearts, includes a section that's called the second heart. And that second heart is made up of veins, valves, and muscles that are all located in our calf and foot. And that pushes the blood to our heart and our lungs. And walking strengthens that entire system. Now, varicose veins are one part of that system, 
And if you're getting older, and aren't we all, and are starting to notice varicose or spider veins in your calves or your feet, your ankles, walking daily can help to delay their growth and expansion by strengthening and preserving the muscles in your legs, which supports healthy blood flow resulting in fewer varicose veins. Makes sense, huh? Walking uphill can strengthen them even more. So all of this is is very important information that we all, as we get older, need to remember and we need to act on. There are so many other benefits that I'm going to go through just a few more here and not in quite as much detail. So walking can boost your immunity, which I think most of us have heard of. There's been a lot of articles about that in the news um, ever since COVID started because we're all interested in boosting our immune system. Turns out that high intensity interval walk training especially helps our, your immune system. And it can particularly help older adults who have rheumatoid arthritis. Walking can improve our direct digestion and it, quote, encourages movement in our GI system, unquote, better known as better bowel movements, because it uses core and abdominal muscles to keep us upright, which if you think about it, that makes perfect sense. <clears throat> Walking can also boost your energy when it starts to dip during the day. If you start feeling like you're going to fall asleep or you're getting a little sluggish, you can't quite concentrate, take a break and go outside for a short or a long walk and you will be very energized when you get back. And I can attest to that because I took a long walk before I came back to actually record this podcast. And I have a lot more energy than I did before I went out for my walk. Walking can also help you sleep better, <clears throat> which we all need as we age. And best of all, you don't need anything besides a good pair of shoes to do it. So now that I've covered this very long list of benefits, here are some things to remember as part of your walking routine. Try to walk on most days, if not all days. You can take a day off once a week or just take a shorter walk on that day. The idea is to <clears throat> be consistent with walking and definitely make it a routine. So you can take multiple shorter walks each day, <clears throat> break it up if that's easier or if it works better with your daily routine. Counting steps is always helpful for tracking how far you've gone. There are also a lot of apps out there that you can get for your phone. And you can also get something like a Fitbit. I'm not, I'm not trying to sell anybody anything. That's the only, only name that I know, but I know that there are quite a few other ones. The Apple Watch as well will do what a Fitbit does. And then you don't really need the phone, then you don't need the phone, although you can also download to your phone. Well, you know how that all goes. When you're walking, let's talk about form for a minute. Bend your elbows and pump your arms if you want to go faster and if you want to exercise your arms at the same time you're walking. And that will help you to be able to walk faster. And also it helps you 
to stay more upright and, and keep your posture better. Vary your routine by speeding up or slowing down numerous times during your walk. That will also help. That will help your, uh, your blood pressure and it will just help your overall exercise energy. Walk up or down hills for additional exercise, but please be careful doing that. You can also use hand weights, but I would suggest you start with only one pound weights and see how you like it. Personally, I prefer not to use them, but a lot of people love them. I read somewhere to try walking backwards, somewhere flat and away from people, traffic, etc., like on a track, which I'm not sure is appropriate at all to be doing during COVID because you can't get to the tracks. At least the tracks around here are all inside schools and you don't want to be, if you can get in, you don't want to be with other people. So probably not something you want to be doing right now. Walking backwards, you can really hurt yourself if you do not watch where you're going. Um, I don't know. Like I say, they had that as a recommendation, but uh, it really gives me the, the willies to think about it. Lastly, let me say to be careful while you're walking, and I'm talking now about walking forward. Those of you who've been listening to me for a long time will remember that last Labor Day, I tripped on a sprinkler and broke my collarbone while I was out walking. That was not fun, and I am still dealing with shoulder issues from that fall. So watch where you're walking. Pay attention. Watch for cracks in the sidewalk. Walk where it's une- uh, Look for places where it's uneven. It's very easy to go down. Also, don't talk on the phone while you're walking. And for sure, don't read or watch anything on the phone either. I would hope nobody would be doing that. So to wrap up, I want to say that walking is one of the best exercises you can do, not just during COVID-19, but also when we get back to something resembling a kind of normal life. That is especially true as we age. We don't need any special equipment, clothes, or transportation. You just need someplace safe to walk and a good pair of supportive shoes and, if you want, something enjoyable to listen to a book on tape or music or a podcast, any of those things work. If you have all of that, you're ready to go. And to get the benefits, you need to do it on most days, if not all days, and you need to walk as quickly as you feel comfortable doing it. Don't push yourself too much, just enough to take advantage of your energy level. Don't walk so fast that you get out of breath or can't hold a conversation with someone else. If you are with someone else, lucky you. That's it for me today. Let me know if you walk for exercise now or if you're just starting out. Whichever you're doing, let me know down in the comments, wherever it is that you listen to this. And please remember to pay attention to what's going on around you and where you're walking. Please don't have an accident like I did. It doesn't take more than a moment's distraction to find yourself on the ground. Stay upright and stay safe. If you're feeling sad or out of balance because of the COVID situation, please feel free to reach out to me for a free coaching session. 
no strings attached. I would love to be able to help as many people as I can during this uncertain and constantly changing time. You can reach me through my Healthy Tips After 50 website or the Healthy Tips After 50 Facebook page. You can also DM me on Facebook Messenger. I am Susan E. Rosen on Facebook. And I am going to add, as usual, my disclaimer that I am not a doctor. And this podcast is not medical advice. If you are having medical issues, please contact your own physician. Or if you have an emergency, go to the nearest emergency services location. Be sure to keep yourself balanced and sane in this constantly changing environment. And I will look forward to talking to you all next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit HealthyTipsAfter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.